Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. 22, and every Friday around this time we uh, delve deeper into the greyhound racing side of things. Uh, It's a wonderful industry, and we've met some... The personalities uh, from various age groups, and I'm very pleased to say we're going very young today uh, with Rianne Farrell. Now, Rianne is a great story. She's the granddaughter of uh, Pukekohe Greyhound trainers Jeff and Glennis Farrell. Uh, and New Zealand, incidentally, folks, you have to be 13 years of age to get your handler's licence. And uh, Rianne applied for hers as soon as she turned 13, and uh, in around about two weeks' time, she will turn 14. So, uh, Rianne, welcome to the show. Fascinating to get to know you. Uh, yeah, hi. Um, hi. And yeah, now, uh, sorry. T- tell us, Rianne, t- yeah, I was just going to say, tell us, tell us a wee bit about why you've entered it so so young and, and got so keen so young about it. Um, I was practically born into greyhound racing. As, like, as you said, my nan and papa have been training dogs for nearly 30 years. And my mum and aunties, and now me, are, have also been involved with it. And it's just a great experience, and you feel so happy when doing it, yeah. Well, I can, uh, you know, all kids love puppies and all kids, you know, uh, I, I just I can see how you'd be interested in it. But the racing side of it, what got you there? Um, sort of, it's just a great feeling when your dog performs well and it's on the day, it's not our choice, it's their choice on how they're going to perform and when they perform well, it's just a great feel. it's not just a great feeling for me, but it's also for the dogs as well. Obviously, Rianne, you're very heavily involved, you're still at school, so you've got other responsibilities there, but how much time a week would you put into um, the dogs and the greyhound industry? Well, it depends when it's raining, but normally when I come back up from the bus, we just live down the road from my nan and papa. So after school, I um, go to nan and papa's and help out with the dogs in the afternoon. But um, yeah, Thursdays, um, I beg my mum and nan to see if I can go. But we've mainly got three or four down in Cambridge, so it's not that big of... um, my name doesn't need that big of a help, but I go every Sunday, and it's just I try to get involved as much as I can. Okay, so uh, tell us about uh, the handling of it as such. Um, for us behind the scenes, of course, uh, we just see them uh, being led to um, you know to the starting gates and, and the barriers, and, and then of course we see them jump. Um, and then, of course, uh, we see the winners being led back, and uh, of course, the the other four or five dogs in the race you don't see again as such. So, uh, just tell us what a, a day in the the life of a handler entails. All right. So we get to the track, and I'll help my nan and papa take the dogs to the kennel block, and they'll be kenneled. And then, when it's time for race 
day uh, when it's time to be raced, uh, we get them out, put their rugs on, grease or whatever. We bring them out and we stir them up. And at this point, you're sort of thinking, oh, is this dog, this dog isn't stirring up like it normally is sometimes if it's going to perform well. So you're like, oh, this might, this might go all right. And then you're walking out there and you're, oh, me, I'm nervous because you never know what's going to happen. And then as soon as you get to around to the boxes and they call the one-minute call, you're like, you take the collar and lead off and you're like patting it and you're like talking to it, whispering in its ear, giving it a magic word. And then as soon as they go into the boxes and you just hear the lids open, it's either a yes or no if you're in or not. And then, yeah, it's just great when you're walking the back because they've got a placing or there's one and yeah. Can can you tell uh, just prior to a race how they're going to go? Can you can you can you can you reflect their mood? Do you know? Um, it sort of depends, really. It all depends. Like, uh, ooh, um, when we get like on a race day, when we go down to the shed, the dogs all know that that it's a race day because they don't go on the walkers and anything. And um, when we go down, we're in our clothes and they can see all the bags that we're carrying down to the car. So they're jumping up and down. And sometimes they might stay completely still and they'll just stare at you. And, like, that could be maybe <laughs> like a sign or something. Or, um, yeah, they just act real focused in the mood. Like, when you get to the boxes and their head's down looking underneath the little... Um, Bathing in the in the boxes and their heads down in there in the focus mode. That sort of might give you a bit of a sign, maybe. But who knows? Really, it's all up to them. So, what do you say? What do you say to a greyhound seconds seconds before the box lids lift? What What do you whisper? Um, anything really. Mainly, get around the track safe. But I'll normally say to them, I'll whisper in the ear, I'll be in the ball, giving them pats. I'll be like, jump and win, jump and win. And like, once I'll say like when they get when they jump, they'll and I'll say like jump, and then you get around the corner first, and then down the home straight, you just power through it. And yeah, sometimes sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. I, I just wondered. Uh, so you've really informed me here. Hey, and congratulations too, Rian, because um, you're the winner of our monthly uh, Greyhound Racing New Zealand Board Award, and um, you won that a few months ago, which uh, recognises and celebrates the uh, achievers under the age of 30 in our sport. You're the youngest winner of the award uh, so far. How cool. Yeah, it, it was honestly, I was speechless. I had no words because when I found out, I was asked by... Um, uh, my name told me to go hand out the ribbons and then of course once I did that it was filmed on TV which was also I was actually like blown away because of that and then yeah I had no words really You're a bit of a, a pin up young lady for the sport because you've been on trackside Women's Day have done a bit of an article on you as well and your family so you're fast becoming yeah. pretty well known in the industry Oh well I hope so <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I hope that we're uh, we just when we did the Women's Day, we sort of just wanted to put out good publicity for the sport, and yeah. But but it's important though, Rianne, because uh, when I watch greyhound racing, there are a lot of young people involved in it. Yeah, and it's it's great to see. It's great to see all the up and coming dog handlers and um, see what they can progress. And, like, um, a couple, when 
someone gets their license and they catch their first winner or a placing, it's just that level of excitement that just gets you going. Is like, this is what I want to do. This is so much fun. I really enjoy it. And I know that's what happened with me and maybe some of the other people, but yeah. So, Riam, when you leave school, uh, which won't be for a, you know, a few years' time, obviously, um, are you going to point yourself towards the greyhound racing industry or have you got something else in mind as a, as a vocation and, and do the greyhounds uh, alongside it? Um, well, it depends because my mum would like me to um, get a proper job, but um, it was, it's, it's definitely a hobby that I hope will stay around for um, more time for me to um, continue doing it. But if I do get successful and do get a good job and money, I might just leave it and start training dogs. <laughs> so knows, how, old really? do you have to be, how old do you have to be for that? Uh, 18, I'm pretty sure. 18. Do you have a favourite dog or do you just treat them all the same uh, as such? Do you have a fa- uh, any favourites? It's, 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 it's a hard question because... Um, they all have such a special place in my heart and they all just stand out so much. But a power slick, he's one of my all-time favourites and always will be. He's currently in foster at the moment with Mayhound. And um, when he left, I was so upset. But it's great now because um, now he's in foster. Uh, um, his foster um, parent is, going, is sending me photos and um, videos of him and it's just such a great thing to see because I know when he when he goes to a home, he'll make someone else so so happy. Well, Rian, honestly, I could talk to you for ages, but it's it's been fascinating getting to know you. Um, it's great to see that someone so young is doing so well in the industry and uh, is so enthusiastic about it as well. Thanks for your time today. Good luck with uh, school. Uh, primarily, of course. Good luck with school and uh, and with the dogs as well. Thanks. Hey, thanks for talking to us. Okay. All good. Thanks. I really enjoyed it. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.